Well, every blessing to you all, and welcome back to my open air pulpit. When I looked out of my window this morning, it was dry, and I thought I would attempt to go to the open air pulpit and make this video this morning. And upon arrival, thick smoke behind me, which you can just about see, although it's evaporating. But the rain was coming down very hard. So let's get busy. Please go to Jeremiah chapter 7. Jeremiah chapter 7 and you know me when I arrive at the open-air pulpit I have to finish what I have begun. I want to call this message the Catholic Stockholm Syndrome. The Catholic Stockholm Syndrome and uh, Jeremiah chapter 7 seems to be a good place to begin but you've got to go back to 1974 to understand what the term Stockholm Syndrome actually means. A bank robbery was underway and at the end of this incident the police were able to rescue the captives from the captors and the cops started to question the captives about the captors. What happened? Please explain it to us. We need to prosecute those that kidnapped you and to the shock of the police the captives refused to testify, refused to give evidence concerning the captors. And it puzzled the police. And that term, Stockholm Syndrome, has been around since 1974. Basically, those that were kidnapped, held against their own will, threatened with death, of course, built a bond, had a rapport with their captors. And of course it went to court, but the captives wouldn't testify against the captors. And of course, as you would imagine, it caused, caused major problems. Jeremiah uh, chapter 7, Jeremiah chapter 7, like I said uh, a few moments ago, and just for the record, if you care to know, it's 2 degrees Celsius with the wind chill. It's around 0 degrees Celsius, bitterly cold. And I thought it would be a... <laughs> Good morning to come up to the open air pulpit. It looked dry, it looked mildish, uh, but like I said when I arrived, heavy rain and heavy smoke behind me, which looks like it's almost disappeared. Praise the Lord. Let's start, if we may, in Jeremiah chapter 7. Jeremiah chapter 7. Look at verse 18, if you will. The children gather wood, and the fathers kindle the fire, and the women need their dough to make cakes to the queen of heaven and to pour out drink offerings unto other gods that they may provoke me to anger so jehovah is speaking to the jews jeremiah is writing everything down and it's important that we are aware of that because sometimes non-christians or jews to be precise will accuse christians of being anti Semitic, anti-Semites. Not true, of course. We love the Jews. We stand with the Jews. We stand with Israel. But what are we to do when we read the Old Testament and we read about Jeremiah, a saved Jew, writing against unsaved Jews, apostate Jews, quoting what Jeremiah or quoting what uh, Jehovah would say to the Jews? There's no such thing really as a Christian who loves the Jews, loves Israel, being an anti-Semite. It's a nonsensical term. But most of the Old Testament, if you didn't know, concerns, on the one hand, saved Jews writing against unsaved Jews. Only last night I finished reading through 1 Samuel. 80% of 1 Samuel concerns Saul, Israel's first king, at times a type of the Antichrist hunting down David, Israel's second king, type of the Messiah. 80% of 1 Samuel, 80% of 2 Samuel is negative, but it concerns, on the one hand, like I say, saved Jews on the run from unsaved Jews. The children gather wood, and the fathers kindle the fire concerning Israel and the women and the women and the women always mark the women 
most of your churches are filled with women and like I said over the years once the women get a hold of a church or a ministry or an organization it's all over and the women need their dough need their dough to make cakes to the Queen of Heaven and to pour out drink offerings unto other gods that they may provoke me to anger it couldn't get any worse could it Israel God's elect nation plucked from obscurity Deuteronomy 7 says how the Lord chose Israel not because of herself but in spite of herself and Jehovah takes Israel from obscurity starts with Jacob called Assyrian and from Jacob you have Israel an entire nation but pretty much from day one as they are being called out of Egypt right up until the first advent they are in rebellion kicking against Jehovah 19 do they provoke me to anger saith the Lord do they not provoke themselves to the confusion of their own faces it's almost as if he's saying by what you are doing you are not only causing confusion <coughs> but you're almost on the cusp of committing incest because you came from paganism I called you out to paganism going back to uh, Joshua 24 how the Jews before Abraham was called out or before Abraham and co especially Abraham before he was called out of paganism worshipped the gods on the other side of the flood and of course if you know your Bible one of the gods that Abraham and co worshipped before Abraham was saved was Allah the moon god but go back to 18 the children gather wood and the fathers kindle the fire and the women knead their dough to make cakes to the queen of heaven and to pour out to drink offerings unto other gods not just one false god but gods in a plural sense going back to again Joshua 24 that they may provoke me to anger antagonize the Lord that's one of the main themes throughout the Old Testament let's antagonize Jehovah let's cause him pain and confusion it goes back again to 1974 this incident takes place in a bank people are kidnapped held against their own will if you attempt to leave the bank we will kill you and over a period of time a relationship seems to build up somewhat macabre and you go back to the Old Testament the Jews have been set free from the devil out of Egypt have I called my son and yet after a while of reassociating with the Gentiles that's one of the reasons why Christians are told not to be yoked up with unsaved people to be separated from unsaved people they start to backslide they start to build up a rapport with the very ones that hate them like the captives in that bank had anybody in Stockholm Sweden attempted to break out of the bank they would have been shot dead and yet over a period of time relationships are starting to spring up there was an event in Ohio maybe four or five years ago a man kidnapped three or four women held them against their own will for maybe 15 20 years it was big news when it broke a few years ago and uh, one of the women was very sympathetic had a relationship with her captive and when it went to court she was very careful how she spoke sadly down the line the captive being a coward committed suicide but it was the same sort of a thing let the tractor go by yes we were kidnapped yes we were held against our wills yes we were physically emotionally and sexually abused but 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 there's always a but he wasn't that bad yes we had children through his continual 
attacks against us, but, 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 he wasn't so bad. Stockholm Syndrome. It's in the secular world, it's in the religious world. And here, it's very similar. Look at 19 again. Do they provoke me to anger, saith the Lord? Do they not provoke themselves to the confusion of their own faces? Very reminiscent to Saul. On one occasion, he was sitting at the dinner table with Jonathan, David's brother-in-law. Always remember that. And always remember that David would marry Saul's daughter. And remember that David would call Saul father, and Saul would call David son. Family affair. And I say that because the homosexual community like to not only imply, but make the case how David and Jonathan were lovers. Incorrect. Had they been lovers, they would have been guilty of incest. Because David and Jonathan were brothers, in the sense of brother-in-law. Like I say, David would marry Jonathan's sister. But on one occasion, Saul is at the dinner table with uh, Jonathan. He's getting very angry, has a javelin, and he's, throwing, he's, playing it, uh, he's playing with this javelin in his hand. A very dangerous object to be playing with. And he says to uh, Jonathan, where is David? He's been absent for a couple of days, and Jonathan lies for him. A lot of lying in the Old Testament. Jonathan lies for David. David lies to uh, Israel's enemies. In fact, on one occasion, he would even lie to the high priest. And he would say how, how uh, Saul had sent him on an errand. And as a result of lying to the high priest, uh, back in uh, 1 Samuel, a guy called Doeg, or Doeg, one of uh, Saul's henchmen, reports David's involvement. He reports David being present at the uh, high priest's residence, and it costs him his life. But my point is this, Saul says to Jonathan, you son of a perverse, rebellious woman, are you guilty of confusion? Hence are you and David involved in a relationship? Slash, are you guilty of incest? Both would be incorrect, of course. But that's what went through the mind of King Saul. And like I say, many enemies of the Word of God and of God himself accused David of being homosexual. But of course he was not. It is a slur. Go to chapter 44. There have been many cases over the years of uh, victims of abuse, physical, spiritual, sexual, and it goes to the courts, like I say, and the police have an awful time of it trying to get the victim to testify against the perpetrator. And this seems to also be prevalent in religion as well. If you think of the Mormons, for example, they had a leader back in the 1980s called Hinckley. They called him the prophet, thought very highly of him, defended him right up until the hilt, right up to the hilt, and news broke, probably 10 years ago, that he was involved with sexual liaisons, not only with men, but children, women as well. And the Mormons couldn't believe it, wouldn't believe it, closed their eyes to it. It reminds me of an old character in our town, an old communist, he's dead now, but he was an interesting character. And he was in town every Saturday with his anti-war placard. And we witnessed to him, very interesting character. His wife was a Catholic and his wife's best friend had been in Austria during World War II. And that wasn't interesting enough. His wife's best friend had been in the Hitler Youth. And of course, during World War II, when the Jews were under the kosh of the Nazis, it was pretty uh, barbaric, it was pretty brutal. And the Nazis 
most of which were Roman Catholic, thought it was very funny to get the Jews to scrub the streets using uh, toothbrushes. And uh, Patrick was asking this lady, I can still see it now, still recall it now, was it really true that the Germans in uh, Austria during the war were making the Jews scrub the streets with toothbrushes? She wouldn't answer it. She didn't want to accept it, and apparently she had a SS uniform. 60 years after the war, still defended the Nazis, still thought the world of the Third Reich. She was in her 90s when we met her. But this elderly gentleman, an American, came to Britain, was flying bombers for the RAF during World War II, had a hero. And uh, his hero was Joseph Stalin. And I had many, many discussions with him. And uh, at the time, a book had just come out called uh, Stalingrad, written by a British historian whose name I shan't name. I don't want to plug the book. And I said to this elderly American, on the left, of course, a communist, a communist, I said to him, there's a new book which has just come out called Stalingrad. A lot of interesting pictures, documents. He's been to Moscow. He speaks Russian. He's been into the archives. He's had access to documents previously unseen. And he is suggesting that from the arrival of the Bolsheviks, right up until the end of, let's see now, uh, Khrushchev going to Brezhnev, almost up until the arrival of Gorbachev, he's suggesting, he's suggesting that around 45 million Russians were murdered, most of which on the orders of Joseph Stalin. What do you think about that? Not much, he said. I don't believe it. It's propaganda, in denial. And he's the sort of guy who would have found himself in Russia, or had he found himself in Russia, being held in a gulag and saying, well, I may be in this gulag working, working 18 hours a day in freezing cold weather. It's bad enough at the pulpit this morning. <laughs> but in Russia, minus 30, and that's mild for some of these Siberian winters, and that wasn't bad enough. I am uh, here present doing what I am doing, but Uncle Joe, he would say, isn't aware of it. Stockholm Syndrome, in denial. And after many Saturday afternoons of witnessing to this elderly gentleman discussing the gospel with this elderly gentleman, giving him tracts and his little, his little crowd that would gather around him, we decided it was time to uh, leave him and go elsewhere. But every time I think about that elderly gentleman, I think Stockholm Syndrome, in denial, out of touch with reality, could see through corruption in the world today, hated the Jews, and I would clash with him uh, concerning his hatred of Israel, hated the Nazis, and rightly so, but didn't hate the communists, didn't hate Russia, didn't hate Joseph Stalin. Look at verse 25 from Jeremiah 44. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, saying, Ye and your wives have both spoken with your mouths, and fulfilled with your hands, saying, We will surely perform our vows that we have vowed to burn incense to the Queen of Heaven, and to pour out drink offerings unto her. Ye will surely accomplish your vows, and to surely perform your vows. You won't pull back now. You will continue to go further into sin and apostasy, and their love for the Queen of Heaven was an Assyrian slash Babylonian goddess called Ishtar. Ishtar. And Ishtar was the wife of Baal and also Moloch. So think about it uh, for one moment, if you will. The Jews in the Old Testament are worshipping a female pagan goddess, Ishtar, linked to Assyria and Babylon. Roman Catholics today when they worship Mary, the Queen of Heaven, are worshipping an Assyrian slash Babylonian 
female goddess from the Old Testament and they don't even realize it. 26 Therefore hear ye the word of the Lord, O Judah that dwell in the land of Egypt. Behold, I have sworn by my great name, saith the Lord, that my name shall no more be named in the mouth of any man of Judah in all the land of Egypt, saying, The Lord God liveth. So the Lord is reaching out to the Jews. And yet, this would be a reoccurring issue. It's like Jehovah wasn't enough for them. It's like Jesus doesn't seem to be enough for most Christians. Most Christians want experiences, want to enjoy worship, music, want to be a part of a system. But the elderly gentleman that I'm thinking about was a victim of the Stockholm Syndrome. Indirectly, of course, he never was attained by the Russians. They went to Russia several times back in the 1960s. And this really does stagger me sometimes when I think about people throughout history who are just blinded to the evils that are going on all around them. I watched a movie a few weeks ago, a true story about an Italian gentleman who went to America. 1906, thousands of Italians, maybe millions, went over on the boats, arrived in Staten Island in New York, along with the Irish from Ireland and other parts of the world, of course. But this, uh, this man arrived from Italy, 1906, turn of the last century, arrived in New York, was given American citizenship, joined the New York Police Department, started off as a lieutenant, or as the Americans pronounce it, a lieutenant, and he was a very brave Italian, a Roman Catholic, of course, and he started to work his way up the ranks, and one of his superior officers said to him, you need to become a captain, captain, we need you to be promoted, I got plans for you. If you go back to the uh, 20th century, the Irish spoke good English, whereas the Italians did not. And this part of New York was called Little Italy. <coughs> and his superior said this, he said, uh, sit the exam to become captain. And it's more money for you, more responsibility, more power. And he sat two or three exams, couldn't pass the exam. His English wasn't very good, his education was limited. He was a peasant from uh, Italy. It may have been Sicily, but a very brave man. And he arrived in New York, like I say, became a police officer, started to deal with uh, organized crime, the Mafia. And of course the Mafia are Roman Catholic. All of the top gangsters, all of the most, all of the most notorious criminals from Lucky Luciano to Al Capone, all that crowd were all Roman Catholic. You think of Elliot Ness who basically destroyed himself to bring down Al Capone, a Roman Catholic who died of syphilis in uh, a prison. It may have been uh, uh, the one in New York Island. It may come to me in a moment. But anyhow, uh, this Italian was hunting the Mafia, a Roman Catholic, like I say, and he got a tip that the Mafia boss who controlled the east coast of America uh, was about to be identified. And he said to his superior, if I can go to Italy, my home country, I can identify the Don the Godfather, that term Godfather, you think of Godfathers or people in the Church of Rome, Godfathers raising or guiding other people's children, not biblical of course, and I can identify the Godfather. And he went to Italy, met the Italian police, very sympathetic to his plight. He went over on the boats when people didn't travel really from America to Italy, but he did. And they gave him some information <coughs> but what he didn't know is that he'd been betrayed not just by the police but by the catholic church the catholic church were taking bribes 
enjoying backhanders taken care of by the mafia Al Capone gave millions to the Catholic Church Bob Hope gave millions to the Catholic Church and uh, Rupert Murdoch who owns Fox News gives millions to the Catholic Church 27 behold I will watch over them for evil and not for good and all the men of Judah that's in the land of Egypt shall be consumed until there be an end of them I won't intervene for Israel I will allow them to go further into sin and apostasy get more and more caught up with the sin of apostasy worshipping Satan indirectly of course going back to the elderly communist very much in love with Joseph Stalin a tyrant type of the Antichrist and here the Lord is dealing with Israel broken-hearted and old Jeremiah is writing everything down but 25 again thus saith the Lord of hosts the God of Israel saying ye and your wives have both spoken with your mouths you have decided to continue in this sin of treachery and fulfilled with your hand saying we will surely perform our vows that we have vowed to burn incense to the Queen of Heaven and Catholics say well the mass is found in the book of Revelation no what you find in Revelation is what is taking place in heaven during the tribulation not what is taking place on the earth during the tribulation incense is never once found in the Pauline epistles if it's found in the Gospels it's to do with Herod's temple concerning Israel and when it's found in Revelation it's to do with what is taking place up in the third heaven not on the earth and at best at best it may loosely be connected with the third temple Revelation 11 <coughs> but that's to do with the two witnesses Israel never the church but here a drink offering vows to the Queen of Heaven you will surely accomplish your vows you won't go back you've passed the point of no return and surely perform your vows therefore hear ye the word of the Lord all Judah that dwell in the land of Egypt behold I have sworn by my great name saith the Lord that my name shall no more be named in the mouth of any man of Judah in all the land of Egypt saying the Lord God liveth these church of Rome has no right to offer itself as a Christian church that brave Italian police officer went to Italy went to Italy <coughs> excuse me sat down with the Italian police got some more information but like I say was being betrayed not only by the police but the Church of Rome and they said to him we know who you want to visit in Italy the man in question who can help you put the finger on all of the crime families in New York is such and such and this police officer we'll call him Giuseppe uh, just for the sake of it went to a restaurant somewhere in uh, Sicily sat down with this elderly gentleman very naive about what was about to take place and over a meal he says to the elderly gentleman well thank you for visit uh, for coming to visit me I've just come over from America my role is to blow the lid on organized crime and I know you are able to help me and he said to this this uh, police officer yes I can help you the man you are looking for is Don such and such a very powerful crime boss controls all of the families on the east coast of America and uh, the police officer said can you tell me more about him and he said well you're looking at him and of course the police officer's face went white as a sheet and he stands up starts to collect his papers he spent 15 minutes showing important documents to little did he know the crime boss the godfather betrayed by the Italian police betrayed by the Catholic Church if you think of Eli's sons back in 1st Samuel couple of sons 
wicked sons sleeping with prostitutes outside of the temple going back to my last video on fornication illicit sex basically and those sons of Eli were taking backhanders bribes like the Church of Rome and this Italian American police officer a Roman Catholic <coughs> incredibly naive didn't realize that his own church on the one hand had sold him out and his counterparts in Italy had also sold him out and the Don said to Giuseppe you won't leave Italy alive and he got up tried to exit the restaurants as tactfully as he could and as he got out of the restaurant there were four shooters waiting for him with shotguns they hunted him down tracked him down and they basically shot him dead multiple times his body was repatriated to America and he was buried and uh, to this day he's thought of as a very brave Italian-American police officer but he was naive he was in denial and I think he too would have been part of the Stockholm Syndrome well the Church of Rome may have some bad apples he would say but they can't all be bad apples it goes back to World War II you've got middle-class Germans that were in contact with non-Germans during World War II <coughs> basically justifying defending the Third Reich apologists and after World War II some of those apologists should have been prosecuted <coughs> for their behavior look at 27 again behold I will watch over them for evil and not for good and all the men of Judah that are in the land of Egypt shall be consumed by the sword and by the famine until there be an end of them so the Lord cleans house basically deals with wicked Israel punishes them hands them over to the Gentiles the church of Rome are also going to find their fate sealed and it's very clearly found over in Revelation go to Zechariah chapter 5 another form of the Stockholm uh, syndrome is when a couple divorce and the wife divorces the husband or he divorces her and yet the wife if she's been a victim of physical abuse emotional abuse or even sexual abuse retains her ex-husband's surname she does that because she still loves him still feels an affinity towards him and still feels that perhaps he loves her when of course he doesn't some of these people in Stockholm uh, Sweden <coughs> back in 74 thought that the captives were basically good guys who didn't want to hurt anybody going back to those women that were kidnapped in Ohio repeatedly raped physically emotionally abused they too thought that their captive had a relationship with them cared for them Zechariah 5 5 then the angel that talked with me went forth and said unto me lift up now thine eyes and see what is this that goeth forth and I said what is it and he said this is an ether that goeth forth he said moreover this is their resemblance to all the earth and behold there was lifted up a talent of lead and this is a woman that sitteth in the midst of the ether a woman now this is probably one of the only parts in the entire Bible where an unclean entity an unclean spirit a female apparition is found most of the unclean spirits demons devils 
are always referred to or, or, or are always presented as being male but here it's in reference to a woman this is a woman that sitteth in the midst of the ether ether is a basket a woman is sitting in a basket and he said this is wickedness and he cast it into the midst of the ether and he cast a weight of lead upon the mouth thereof then lifted I up mine eyes and looked and behold there came out two women and the wind was in their wings for they had wings like the wings of a stork and they lifted up the ether between the earth and the heaven stork go back to Leviticus a stork was an unclean bird so now a woman is pictured as being a bird a bird is an unclean animal and this woman could be Ishtar this woman could be Mary the Queen of Heaven that appears at Lourdes Fatima Medjugorje if you go back through church history many famous Catholics starting with Augustine probably proclaimed heralded Mary as the as the mother of God which of course she is not she is the mother of Jesus but not the mother of God and she's called the Holy One and yet Jesus is called the Holy One she's called the Queen of Peace and yet Jesus is called the Prince of Peace she's called the Morning Star the Morning Star all of the titles that Jesus Christ has given the Church of Rome use for her as well do you know two months out of the entire year May and October are given in the Church of Rome for the worship of Mary two months Catholics worship Mary if you go back to when uh, John Paul II was almost shot down dead rushed to the hospital operated on survived and the first person he would credit for his <coughs> survival was Mary the Queen of Heaven 10 then said I to the angel that talked with me whither do these bear the ephah and he said unto me to build it an house in the land of Shinar Shinar Babylon Revelation 17 Revelation 18 you've got ecclesiastical Babylon you've got economical Babylon and it shall be established and set there upon her own base the house of Satan basically the house of Satan is found in Babylon Revelation speaks about unclean birds you've got Jeremiah 7 where it really opens up of course you go back to Judges that's when it really starts to go south with the Jews worshipping false goddesses false gods blaspheming the Lord it says over in Revelation how Satan deceives the whole world and I think of people over the years that have been deceived left right and center I remember as I was growing up a chap that I knew and he was an interesting character I've met many <laughs> interesting people in my life this was long before I was saved of course and he come over from uh, Southern Ireland married a British woman the marriage broke down and uh, she changed her surname and her son's surname hated this guy that I'm thinking about he became very bitter hit the bottle if that wasn't bad enough he had this affinity like the old communist supporting Russia Stalin but this chap that I knew or this other chap that I knew thought the world of the IRA a Catholic terrorist organization at the time I was a Catholic but I never had any time for the IRA in fact I was in Southern Ireland back in the 90s long before I was saved and on one occasion 
sitting in a pub, can you believe? Drinking alcohol, can you believe? You'd have to pay me to go into a bar now and drink alcohol. And I was sitting in the bar with a group of people and we got on to politics. And uh, this is Southern Ireland. This is before the peace agreements of 1999. Or make, it, make that 1998. And it got pretty hairy. And I was sitting at this table. Drinks were flowing. And I got into an altercation, an argument with an Irishman who lived in Southern Ireland, Catholic. But he was pro the IRA. And of course I wasn't. Yes, I was Catholic, but I wasn't pro the IRA. And here we are, Southern Ireland, late at night, talking politics, like the British Army's involvement. IRA, I mean, it got pretty heavy. <laughs> it got pretty heavy. But he too, that guy I'm thinking of, Southern Ireland, was blind to the Catholic Church. Well, there may be some bad priests. Well, they may have got this wrong. Well, they may have got that wrong. But basically, it's a good church, blinded, completely blinded, like the Jews. Well, we worship the Queen of Heaven, and when we worship the Queen of Heaven, she provides for our needs. They would say that to Jeremiah, never once thinking that perhaps the Lord was being gracious even then, at their worst and lowest moments. And of course, they were embellishing some of their uh, thoughts or some of their statements to Jeremiah but this is what happens when people go down a route go down a path they don't want to think negatively about someone or something that Italian-American police officer never thought in a thousand years that his own church would sell him out colleagues in Italy would sell him out at the start of the last century, for maybe 20 or 30 years, the Mafia, Roman Catholic, like I say, owned judges, owned DAs, owned police officers. They owned everyone and anything. And it's a continual or it's an ongoing problem when it comes to getting people to open their eyes. But here's Zechariah 5.5. Is being shown a woman sitting in a basket this woman this unclean spirit a female goddess I think it's partly in reference to Mary because let's be honest those that were at Fatima Lourdes and Medjugorje they saw something they saw something you can't say they didn't see anything it's like when Christ came up out of the tomb Paul says how he appeared to over 500 brethren all at once and critics say well they must have been hallucinating they must have been imagining it they must have been grieving and yet tests have been done over the years that disprove such a statement they saw the risen Christ but those at Lourdes Fatima Medjugorje didn't see Mary they probably saw Ishtar Baal's wife, Moloch's wife, they saw an apparition of wickedness. In fact, it's called wickedness again from verse 8. And he said, This is wickedness. And he cast it into the midst of the ether, and he cast the weight of lead upon the mouth of it. Then lifted I up mine eyes and looked, and behold, there came out two women, two demon goddesses if you will and the wind was in their wings for they had wings like the wings of a stork and they lifted up the ephor between the earth and the heaven this basket is flying some think it's a ufo some think that the antichrist will use this during the tribulation it is possible and then said i to the angel that talked with me whither do these bear the ether and he said unto me to build it an house in the land of Shinar house of Moses 
house of Jesus, house of the Antichrist, Babylon, the great, has fallen, mother of harlots, and it shall be established and set there upon her own base. So Paul, all these verses together, from a very cold open air pulpit, and what have you got? Well you got first and foremost the Jews for the Old Testament worshipping Ishtar, an Assyrian Babylonian goddess, and again the wife of Baal, the wife of Moloch. You have Catholics today worshipping Mary, reciting the Hail Mary. Listen, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Don't tell me that's not a prayer. Hail Mary, you're calling on a name. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. I can still remember it. And they pray to Mary. They are praying to a demon goddess, basically like the Jews would do back in the Old Testament and as a result Jehovah just destroyed the Jews in their numbers and this coming Sunday please join me as I begin Exodus 32 and in Exodus 32 Jehovah is infuriated when Aaron Israel's first high priest builds a golden calf says this is Jehovah and if that wasn't bad enough a party starts to begin and the Lord destroys thousands as a result of their idolatry those in Judah from uh, Jeremiah 44 were punished for their sin of idolatry Catholics are going to be punished for their sin of idolatry go to Revelation I think it's chapter 18 from memory two parts to uh, Revelation you have ecclesiastical Babylon economical Babylon and the Lord is waiting uh, to destroy the church of Rome it says how the church of Rome has made all of the kings of the earth drunk with the wine of her fornication leaders fall over themselves to meet the Pope of Rome like I say Hinckley leader of the Mormon Church was exposed as a paedophile and uh, a womanizer Mormons couldn't believe it wouldn't believe it closed their eyes to it said it was propaganda and from Revelation 18:20, rejoice over her thou heaven and ye holy apostles and prophets for God hath avenged you on her who killed the apostles who killed Jesus well think about it last week I spoke about James the son of Zebedee John's brother James was murdered by Herod Herod was under the authority of Rome Pilate killed Christ Pilate was a Roman in fact here's an interesting thought for you Latin technically is not only a government language going back to Rome pre and post Christ but Latin as a language was never once used by the Lord the language of the Lord would be Hebrew Greek was a language for the commoners common people so in the church of Rome use Latin like for the Tridentine Mass <coughs> they are using a Latin which God has never accepted never recognized up until 1967 uh, priests in the Church of Rome were taught Latin but after 67 Latin went out but here Babylon Rome not pagan Rome but papal Rome is being punished because again Rome persecuted Paul Rome persecuted Peter Rome persecuted James son of Zebedee the first 300 years of the early church suffered terribly at the hands of Rome and here mystery Babylon the desolation destruction of Babylon 
has come into place finally the Lord has, has decided to destroy Rome for her sins of idolatry that's her biggest sin and when it happens the smoke will be seen all over the place they'll be weeping and lamenting for the destruction of Babylon because the world love their own so just a short video this morning looking at the Stockholm syndrome trying to understand why people are many times unable to break free it could be from uh, everyday criminals going back to Stockholm it could be in the religious world of the Mormons the Jehovah's Witnesses have also had scandals their leaders have been exposed as being charlatans two of their three leaders lied under oath transcripts of their perjury can be found online their personal lives were an absolute mess basically and yet today Jehovah's Witnesses don't want to believe it close their eyes to it well there may be a few bad apples in Brooklyn they would say but they can't all be bad the system itself is basically good no fool like an old fool and all these people that I can think of over the years are all basically in denial Stockholm syndrome and every uh, every so often these churches have their dirty laundry washed in public and yet it still seems to be not enough to cause people to abandon their sin and to get themselves saved or if they are saved back into fellowship with the Lord if you think of 1st Samuel chapter 8 the Lord said to Samuel tell the Jews that if they pick themselves a king he will have your daughters to serve him he'll have your sons to run before his carriage or before his cart before his uh, uh, chariots he will have your sons and daughters basically in submission to him going back to some of the later wicked kings like Ahab and Manasseh warn them warn the children of Israel that it's going to be pretty rough if you have a king over you I am your king ultimately and they said no we want a king over us who will fight our battles be like the nations they would say be like the Gentiles and of course that thing continued to open up and go south and as a result Israel fell further into sin and apostasy go back to Jeremiah chapter 7 Jeremiah chapter 7 this is Israel at her lowest point and again it says how the children gather wood and the fathers kindle uh, the fire children fathers and the women the mothers need their dough it's a family affair to make cakes to the Queen of Heaven let's honor her like the Buddhists do and the Hindus do and to pour out drink offerings unto other gods that they may provoke me to anger they're doing it intentionally it would appear if you think of some of the Hollywood movies like Godfather 1, Godfather 2, Godfather 3 written by Catholic script writers featuring Catholic artists Catholic directors in fact Godfather 3 is set in the 1970s the Mafia want to use the Pope's bank to launder millions of dollars people say it's fictitious and yet a book came out early 1980s called in God's name written by a Catholic about the very same thing but people don't want to be shown the truth do they Jehovah's shown the Jews they are in trouble do they provoke me to anger saith the Lord do they not provoke themselves to the confusion of their own faces again you're going back to where I saved you from you're worshipping gods which I've destroyed you're worshipping gods or you're worshipping the gods of the nations that I've driven out from before you you have the land and yet for some reason Jehovah wasn't enough for the Jews Jesus isn't enough for Christians for Catholics they have to have the mass 
they have to worship Mary. Go back to 44 again. But this chap I knew, the Irishman, was very fond of the IRA, thought the world of the IRA, a Catholic terrorist organization, like I say. And I remember speaking to him saying, but they're doing this, they're doing that. They are taking arms or they are buying arms from Islamic countries like uh, Libya with the help of American money. The one country that you don't particularly care for. He seemed to be blinded to the reality of how wicked the IRA were and how his church were also working closely with Sinn Féin IRA. You go back to the Bloody Sunday incident that took place back in the 1960s. I could spend hours talking about political affairs from the pulpit, I don't want to bore people, but basically the IRA got away with their war against the British people because they had friends in the Church of Rome supporting them and they had friends in America supporting them. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, 4425, saying, Ye and your wives have both spoken with your mouths. Be careful what you say, what oaths you promise, and fulfilled with your hands, saying, We will surely perform our vows that we have vowed. We, sh we shan't turn back to you, Jehovah. We shan't stop worshipping Mary. We will continue to celebrate the Mass. We will surely perform our, we will surely perform our vows that we have vowed to burn incense to the Queen of Heaven, Ishtar, but for the Church of Rome, Mary, and to pour out drink offerings unto her, you will surely accomplish your vows, and surely perform your vows. The Lord is sealing their fate. You want Ishtar, you have her. You want Mary, the Queen of Heaven, you have her. You are all worshipping Satan indirectly. Therefore hear ye the word of the Lord, all Judah, all Judah, that dwell in the land of Egypt, behold, I have sworn by my great name. It's all about the Lord and his great name. Saith the Lord, that my name shall no more be named in the mouth of any man of Judah in all the land of Egypt, saying, The Lord God liveth. You want Ishtar, you want Allah, you want Baal, you want Moloch, you are welcomed to them. And off they go into captivity. Many would die in captivity. Behold, I will watch over them for evil and not for good. And all the men of Judah that are in the land of Egypt shall be consumed by the sword and by the famine until there be an end of them. Jehovah is going to destroy his covenant people he won't overlook idolatry contrast that to Catholics worshipping Mary giving her two months out of the entire year Stockholm syndrome they are victims of a system victims of an organization they think their priests are on their side they think that their nuns are on their side priests are first and foremost accountable to their bishops priests take vows to their bishops bishops take vows to their archbishops archbishops take their vows or have vows take vows to their cardinals and cardinals take their vows from the Pope it goes from the Pope to the priest, the priest to the Pope, the parishioners get no looking. Your average Catholic has no idea that he or she has no uh, authority, no right, no say in how their church runs. The Prime Minister of the UK, one of his titles is the First Lord of the Treasury. And as a First Lord of the Treasury, his first purpose is to defend the Crown the royal family 
not the people <coughs> and that's why after every election the Prime Minister or the Member of Parliament who or the leader of a political party who has the most seats goes to the palace to get permission from the Queen to form a government the people don't get a look in the people vote for the government but the government can't become the government without permission from the crown and the crown can't do what the crown does without permission from the government it's completely circular the people have almost no say in how the country runs same is true in the church of rome and the jehovah's witnesses and the mormons but here it's devastating the lord is going to destroy israel for her sin of idolatry and again revelation 17 18 he will destroy the church of rome for her idolatry and go back to zachariah zachariah is a difficult book to really exegete most of your uh, commentaries on zachariah 5 will spiritualize what i've just read but again from 5 5 then the angel that talked with me went forth and said unto me lift up now thine eyes and see what is this that goeth forth he's being shown something so don't spiritualize it and i said what is it zachariah speaking of course and he said this is an ephah ephah that goeth forth a basket that goeth forth it moves it flies he said moreover this is their resemblance to all the earth and behold there was lifted up a talent of lead and this is a woman ishtar mary a female deity holy mother church this is a woman that sitteth in the midst of the ephor ephor she sits on the seven hills she offers herself as this great powerful presence kings of the earth go up to rome to pay homage to her British Prime Ministers, Russian Presidents, American Presidents, Chinese leaders, they all go up to Rome and they take money with them as well, donations. Eight again, and he said, this is wickedness. And he cast it into the midst of the ephah, and he cast a weight of lead upon the mouth thereof. And then lifted I up mine eyes and looked and behold there came out two women two female deities if you will two female demons two female goddesses it could be that this Mary that travels around shrines isn't just one demon uh, entity but two taking it in turns perhaps came out two women and the wind was in their wings for they had wings like the wings of a stork an unclean bird and they lifted up the ephor between the earth and the heaven that's a figure of speech an idiom basically it means it's in the air it's moving around if i was to jump up and down i'm basically in the first heaven it means i'm off the ground this thing is moving then said i to the angel that talked with me whither do these bear the ephah and he said unto me to build it an house in the land of shinar old testament term for babylon back in genesis like the tower of babel contrast that to revelation mystery babylon the mother of harlots to build it an house in the land of shinar and it shall be established and set there upon her own base her own power base her seats satan's seat found over in revelation chapter 2. so two groups of people jews for the old testament god's covenant people went into idolatry were destroyed contrast that to catholics offer themselves as the true church god's people and yet they are guilty of idolatry and revelation says how the lord will destroy the harlot the whore of all whores the woman that sits 
on the seven hills. That's why it's imperative to first of all be born again, read the scriptures, check everyone and everything in light of scripture, not to get caught up with this wickedness. And one last time, the Stockholm Syndrome, I think is prevalent, still very relevant when it comes to trying to understand why people <coughs> are the way that they are why people think they are the way, or why people think the way that they think, they are victims. Many times to circumstances which they cannot or will not really understand. Whether it's the communist who couldn't see through the evils of Stalin, or the IRA supporter who couldn't see through the terrorism, criminality of the IRA, or the Italian-American who couldn't see through the corruption of the Catholic Church, or the Jews in the Old Testament who couldn't see through Satan's lies like you'll be like God's and I'll discuss that in a future video or Catholics today who cannot will not see through the lie that Mary is able to somehow help them intercede for them when of course she cannot if you have Jesus you have everything at the name of Jesus every knee will bow not Mary not the Pope not John Calvin or Martin Luther or John Wesley or this person or that person at the name of Jesus 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 the wonderful God the mighty God the everlasting counselor the Prince of Peace the everlasting father and I will sign out and uh, entitle this video the Catholic the Catholic Stockholm syndrome be pitiful to these people, pray for these people, help these people, be gentle with these people, they are victims like I say, but don't join these people, separate yourselves from these people, and on that statement I will sign out. I wish you every blessing, peace and joy in the wonderful name of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen and Amen.